You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Huda Nation and Huda family? Welcome into this Top 3 Thursday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. A busy Wednesday for those New Orleans Saints as they re-signed JT Gray, restructured David on Yamada, and released both tight ends, Jared Cook and Josh Hill. So we'll start off with Jared Cook and Josh Hill because those were the big news, big cuts there. What this means for the tight end position this offseason, some possible free agency replacements, and which one of these former Saints could still find himself back in the black and gold in 2021? We'll also talk about salary cap and money implications as well. Then we'll take a look at JT Gray's re-signing and David Onyemata's restructured deal to see how that all affects the state salary cap as well and why re-signing Gray was so important and why reducing Onyemata's salary sets the Saints up with a pretty interesting decision as early as next season. Then we'll wrap it all up with a little bit of fun. Three different rushers make the list of our top three rushing plays for the 2020 season. Not every big run is a touchdown, but sometimes you have to bend the rules a little bit when someone scores six in one game. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. family glad to be here with you on this beautiful thursday episode of locked on saints thank you very much as always for taking the time to tune in don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any brand new episodes here as we're still with you every monday through friday all through the off season so on yesterday's episode we talked a bit about uh you know what was going to happen at the Saints side in position we kind of predicted it i told you what i would do things like that how that would all shake out in new orleans and then we got some pretty quick answers uh, on Wednesday as well. This came uh, per Field Yates is a specific tweet that I'm looking at, but it was reported by multiple sources. The Saints have officially released tight end Jerry Cook and tight end Josh Hill. The Cook move is procedural as he was scheduled to be a free agent at the start of the new league year. So that is very true. This was something that was kind of written on the wall when it came to Jerry Cook's contract. He would have been owed a roster bonus sometime after the new league year began unclear about what the timing of that was versus the timing of when the contract would automatically void. It makes sense that it would void before the roster bonus, but hey, might as well just get ahead of it now uh, before that roster bonus was owed because it was a pretty hefty one. I think it was around $8 million, somewhere around there. Uh, So the move doesn't come with any current charges being lifted for the Saints salary cap. So it doesn't necessarily open any space, but it does keep the Saints from spending money that would have ended up being owed later after the new league year began. So think about it as like putting something back, like maybe you decide you're going to go and get ranch at the grocery store, but then you put it back before you actually get to the checkout aisle. And then instead, as opposed to that, maybe there's other times where like you buy ranch, realize what a terrible mistake you've made because it's disgusting, and then you go and return it later. So in this instance, the Saints put it back on the shelf before they spent the money on it. So it saves them money later, but doesn't necessarily affect their cap space right now. Now, as for Josh Hill, though, his release ends up saving the Saints $2.5 million against the salary cap immediately. And I'll be honest. This one, this cut took me by surprise. I didn't expect him to be cut. I thought maybe Adam Trotman and Josh Hill were sort of the sure things rolling into at least camp 
going into the 2020 season, but the Saints decided they wanted to move on from Josh Hill as well. We'll see exactly what happens and how, you know, what really folds out here. But as of right now, it leaves Adam Troutman, Garrett Griffin, and Ethan Wolf as the only three tight ends left on the roster for this moment. Now, the Saints will almost certainly end up going to camp with more than just that because Taysom Hill, who we would usually consider to maybe play a little bit more of a tight end role during the regular season, he's going to spend training camp training at quarterback and then potentially even battling for the starting job, depending upon how everything shakes out at the Saints quarterback position. So you want to look at some possible free agents that the Saints could potentially bring in and camp. Now, y'all know Tennessee Titans tight end John U. Smith, who's a free agent this season. He's my dream signing so far for this offseason. He had an incredible 2020 year, scoring eight touchdowns. He had 16 of those over the course of his career, over 1,300 yards receiving over the course of his career as well. But he's probably going to be a little pricey. Of course, you can sign him to a deal that escalates, do what you do as the New Orleans Saints. But you don't want to spend that kind of money, then maybe you go for a little bit more of a veteran. We talked a little bit yesterday as well about Kyle Rudolph being somebody that the Saints could bring in if they decide to go the veteran route as opposed to continuing to go with the youth route at the position. Keep in mind, Garrett Griffin is 27, Ethan Wolf is 25, and Adam Troutman, of course, is only 24. So do with that what you will in terms of whether or not you want to stay young or you want to get a little bit more experience in the building now that you don't have Josh Hill, who I expected to be sort of the veteran presence for this unit. Now, there are also a couple of other names out there. Seattle Seahawks, Jacob Hollister, who had 25 catches for 209 yards and three touchdowns last year. A little bit of an under-the-radar guy, really didn't come on as a receiver until two years ago, where he had another three-touchdown year, over 40 catches that season. A little bit under the radar there. Not a lot of people talking about him. Six foot four, 245, a name to keep an eye out on, Jacob Hollister. You want to spend a little bit more money, but then maybe have yourself a nice contract that, you know, the contract structure that'll work with New Orleans, and you can't go Jonu Smith, then you can go to the Los Angeles Rams, right? Stay over in the NFC West, bring over uh, Gerald Everett, 41 catches, 417 yards, but only one touchdown last season, but you know he's a pass-catching guy, although it wouldn't make sense for him to remain in Los Angeles now that they've got Matthew Stafford. Now, the Indianapolis Colts, their quarterback situation just got very interesting because they ended up getting uh, Carson Wentz. That means that maybe a tight end who operates close to the line of scrimmage maybe isn't necessarily what you want with Carson Wentz. So a guy like Mo Ali cox who had 31 catches for 394 yards and two touchdowns, could become available, but he's a restricted free agent. So you'd either have to put an offer sheet on him if the Colts tender him or wait and see if they end up not putting that tender down and seeing if he hits the market on the 17th. The other option for the Saints out of these two guys that they release, the one that makes the most sense to potentially bring back would be Jared Cook. Because remember, his roster bonus was going to be somewhere around $8 million from what I understand. So if you can get him on a deal that's cheaper than that, then perhaps it makes sense to return Jared Cook if he doesn't get signed away elsewhere. So those are some very good different routes that you can consider. And there are some really good options in the draft worth thinking about as well. However, the Saints are going to want to fill any needs in free agency, as we know, and then go for best player available in the draft. So don't expect them to stay quiet at this position at all during free agency and wait for the draft. They're going to want to make sure they have multiple options to bring into training camp as the rest of the offseason moves along. All right, y'all, coming up next, we're going to take a look at two other big moves. The Saints re-signed safety and special teamer JT Gray, as well as restructured David on Yamada's contract. We'll talk about why the JT Gray signing was so important and how much money the Saints saved on David Onyemata's restructure, as well as what the restructure means in terms of the decision that the Saints will have to make about David Onyemata next year 
It is actually a pretty good one and a pretty good situation to be in. So we'll talk about that and much more coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as the Saints continue to re-sign their pieces and retain as many of the parts as they need to keep their vehicle running, you can do all the same and keep your vehicle running over at rockauto.com. Our good friends over at rockauto.com, they've got you taken care of, whether you need a fuel pump assembly, you need windshield wiper blades, you need a new gas cap, whatever it is, big or small, and even something you didn't even imagine that you can purchase for your vehicle, you can find over at rockauto.com. And the best part is that chain stores all have these different prices for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Meanwhile, though, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. So go and check them out. Super easy to navigate website, make, model, year. Let them know what parts you need. You're going to get several options for that part as well. They have everything from engine control modules to brake pads to tail lamps. So go and check them out, rockauto.com. And don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Huda Nation, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, February might be over, but the Locked On Podcast Network is still honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, we've got two great conversations that end up wrapping up the programming for us that we were doing over there. First, a discussion on protests in sports, another on the discussion of the importance of black history in sports, all of what's been achieved, as well as all the important work left to be done all in discussion over at Locked On Presents, the podcast feed. Subscribe on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Same places, of course, that you get this very podcast. So let's continue to move along here. We talked about both of the releases that the Saints had, but they was, those were only two of four different transactions. So half the transactions that came down on Wednesday. This news now that we're going to get to uh, dropped early, early on Wednesday morning via Ian Rappaport. He mentioned that the Saints have re-signed JT Gray and then that they also restructured David Onyemata's deal. So we'll talk about them one at a time. We'll start off with JT Gray's new deal because he is now the second player that the New Orleans Saints have actually re-signed and retained, gotten on a new contract. Remember, Tuesday they re-signed edge rusher Noah Spence. So let's take a look at JT Gray's new deal. Two years, $4 million. Very simple, very easy. No details on any signing bonuses or structure or anything like that. But I would be surprised to see as little as a $1 million signing bonus that's prorated just to knock down his cap for this season instead of it being $2 million, just being $1.5 million or something to that effect. They could also just roll with it as $2 million per year. Now, Gray is a fantastic signing and a really, really, really solid move for the Saints, a smart signing for them. We talked about both him and Will Clapp in last week's episodes or one of last week's episodes, considering what the Saints would do with their restricted free agents. And as we expected, Gray gets a brand new deal as opposed to the RFA tender, which would have cost the Saints at least $2.13 million just this year. So $130,000 more than what this new contract costs them on average for this season. And it also would have given another team an opportunity to submit an offer sheet, forcing the Saints to either match their deal or end up losing grace. This is a really, really good route for the Saints to go. He contributed very well on special teams, seven special teams tackles in 2020, second only to Justin Hardy, who the Saints also need to resign as soon 
as possible. He'll be another very important piece for New Orleans in the third phase of the game, particularly in special teams. But he also helped to limit opponents to a historic 46 punt return yards in 2020 as well with a 90.3 special teams team grade via pro football focus. Gray, of course, a big part of that. And he was a second team all pro special teamer in 2019 and a fantastic piece to retain for the New Orleans Saints. So some good news there and some good news here as well as the Saints restructured David on Yamada's deal. It took a portion of his salary cap, converted it to a signing bonus, and essentially spread that converted hit over the next two years, reducing his cap to only about, just a little bit under, $5.6 million for the 2021 season, and that saved them about $4.34 million up against the cap. So not a huge savings, but still a pretty good one, considering they also saved 2.5 off of uh, Josh Hill being cut. So another day of saving over $6 million against the salary cap just today with two two of those moves factoring into uh, the salary there. So it does put $2.5 million into a void year in 2023, and then also raises next year's cap hit to somewhere around 12 to $13 million. So that means that the Saints could look to extend David Onyemata again next season, and in adding some actual years to his contract to push that money out into a new deal as the cap rebounds and hopefully swells now that Disney and Amazon are trying to get on, on some of these TV deals, and of course, the 17th game on the way. So this essentially gives the Saints a reasonable foundation upon which to double down on a future commitment to the Manitoba graduate, who ended up producing 44 total tackles, a whopping six and a half sacks, which is a lot from the interior, 10 tackles for a loss and 16 quarterback hits in 2020. So what to expect coming up next in terms of more moves for the New Orleans Saints? We could definitely expect more restructures, more cuts, of course. Some of these cuts are still going to be coming on the way. Not big names, right? Not always these big names that a lot of people keep throwing around. But if they can't find a trade partner for Malcolm Brown, you could see Malcolm Brown get cut or at least take a pay cut, potentially even restructured. You could see some of these other guys toward the bottom of the roster also getting cut at some point as well. So keep an eye out for some potential cuts, of course. It's not going to be limited to just the Saints winning all day. They are going to have to make a couple of sacrifices here and there. It's not these huge names that some folks like to talk about. And you could also see some of uh, the more financially small contracts like Justin Hardy, Michael Burton, and James Hurst getting done over the course of this week as well. Those would be all really solid moves for the New Orleans Saints to maintain those building blocks to success that you've always seen. And those players and some of the other players around, you know, who might have simpler contracts than the more complicated signing bonus and scaling deals and escalating deals and de-escalators built in, all that stuff you won't see in these deals. Good to get some more of those underway, just like they did with Gray, as well as with uh, Noah Spence just a couple of days ago. And of course, we still are awaiting Drew Brees' highly anticipated announcement and, of course, the hope for re-signings of both Jameis Winston and Marcus Williams as the Saints continue to clear cap space. So with all of that on the way, we're going to remain very busy here, but we've still got some time to have a little bit of fun. That's what we're going to do next. It is Top 3 Thursday, so we're going to look at the Top 3 Saints run plays from the 2020 season. So we'll have those coming up for you here in just a moment. Not all touchdowns, and we're not necessarily following the top three rules either. So we'll get to all that here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as we roll and sort of turn the corner around to that top three, 
I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And even though football might be over, the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are still in full swing. And I told you all yesterday about that plus 450 odds, those plus 450 odds for the Arizona Cardinals to win the NFC West, which is always a very volatile position. So it might be worth a little bit of your attention. And the Seahawks uh, don't actually have a pretty bad line there either, but you might want to wait and see what happens with Russell Wilson before you put any money down on that. But you can go and check it out because it is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets. And best of all, it's entirely free to sign up at betonline.ag. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code Locked On, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put down $100, they're going to give you an extra 50 right on top of that. Just use that promo code Locked On when you put that first deposit down. Check them out. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get it. Who that Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints in our final segment here, getting to our top three Thursday. And don't forget, because it is Thursday as well, you can check out Locked on NFL. It's a must listen with Ryan Tracy and Jake Liskow as they break down teams across the NFL from an analytics and team building perspective. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcast. I hear that today's uh, title is Harry Potter themed for any of you Harry Potter fans out there. So should be a ton of fun over at Locked on NFL today. All right, so let's get to our top three Thursday here. thought we wanted to take a look. We, we kind of did top three passing plays last time. Let's do top three running plays this time. Well, actually, technically, we did top three passing plays a little while ago. Last time we did uh, top three for uh, player trades in the Sean Payton era. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. And I had some fun digging this one up too. So we're going to kind of bend the rules a little bit here because y'all already know who number one is, but let's go ahead and get to this. We'll start with number three. Uh, I used Taysom Hill's nine-yard touchdown against the Los Angeles Chargers, and the play itself might not be too intricate, though we will break it down. It was really the game situation that makes this one so hefty for me, right? Fourth quarter, less than a minute left, Saints are down 20 to 27. They're in the red zone on the nine yard line on a third and four. And then that sets the scene for the way that this play breaks down. So let's go pre-snap to touchdown here and then we'll talk it out. So they start off kind of in this sort of wing bunch formation. You've got everybody close to the formation here with the receivers on the field. Emmanuel Sanders is lined up out wide on the right. He ends up going in motion, drawing that second level to shift and the linebacker's eyes coming into the backfield as he crosses behind the formation to the left side of, of the formation. After the snap, while all those eyes are still in the backfield, the play fake goes to Alvin Kamara, so the play flow indicates that the run is going to the left, and the Saints, of course, love to run Alvin Kamara in the red zone. So that was a big key here because you already have all these eyes in the backfield. You fake the handoff and the play flow to the left side where Emmanuel Sanders is going, and you know that they like to run to Alvin Kamara, but Taysom Hill keeps the ball. He rolls right opposite of all that defensive momentum, and only two sides are outside the hashes by the time that he gets outside the tackle box here, and that's the outside corner and the slot corner. And the throw threat in this play draws that outside corner and eventually the safety who comes back to the outside as well. Toward the outside, this is as Marquez Calloway 
is running out to the corner of the end zone. Meanwhile, Traquan Smith is working his way from the backside of the play, crossing the formation behind the line of scrimmage and pulling that slot corner who's closest to the line of scrimmage out into the flats, outside the numbers. That defender has to honor that route, despite the fact that Taysom Hill has some running tendencies, because the Saints only need four yards to pick up the first down. It's within one minute. You don't want to give that up. And then a decisive Taysom Hill, which is something that we were very happy to see in this moment, sees nothing but backs ahead of him, turns the corner and runs it in for the touchdown. This this touchdown ended up tying up the game, forcing extra minutes, and then the Saints would end up going in to win the game in overtime. Part of what made this play so great as well was just the baffling nature of taking Drew Brees off off the field in this clutch moment like this, where you have less than a minute left in the game, you're down seven, you're trying to force overtime. All eyes on Taysom Hill, who goes from being sort of the actionable player, hey, Taysom Hill's in, he might run it, to being the decoy as they fake that handoff and play flow to Alvin Kamara. Then he gets back to the action again and ends up scoring the touchdown to send the Saints to overtime. Next, we're going to take a look at Ty Montgomery's 36-yard run against the Carolina Panthers. This is in the second quarter of the Carolina Panthers game while they're tied seven to seven. This is on a third and three. So no Alvin Kamara in this game, no Latavius Murray, Michael Burton, or Dwayne Washington either. This was the the Saints COVID game where they really got hit big and it was the, the entire running back room. The Saints went into this game with Ty Montgomery coming back to running back. And then they also had undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame, Tony Jones Jr., but he actually got hurt earlier on in the game. So basically, it was all the Ty Montgomery show at this time, and he cracks off this big 36-yard run to the outside, and it really was the highlight of the day for the wide receiver running back hybrid. So this is a six-offensive line formation with James Hurst over on the outside on uh, Ryan Ramchick's right hip. You've got Trips Bunch essentially over on the left, but tight to the formation. Adam Troutman up top, Marquez Calloway on the outside, Low Jordan Humphreys on the inside, but also playing off the line a little bit as well. So this ends up being a run play all the way. You can see it just based on the personnel, right? Six offensive linemen, Adam Trotman, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Marquez Calloway, they run it. There's no mystery here, despite the fact that it's third and three. Brees takes the snap from under center. And as he turns to pitch the ball to Montgomery, this is where the fun starts because the play flow starts to head left, which makes perfect sense. That's where you have all these blockers. Now, Lil Jordan Jordan Humphrey, instead of blocking any of the the corners of the defensive backs on the outside, he actually crashes down into the interior of the offensive line while Teron Armstead pulls out from the tackle position to get outside of both Marquez Calloway and Adam Troutman. So he meets his man all the way out at the numbers, which is a defensive back. And then Humphrey is able to create some congestion in the middle of the field. Now, while uh, Teron Armstead's pulling to the outside, Adam Troutman crashes in. He seals the edge perfectly at the line of scrimmage. He gets a little bit of help from Eric McCoy as well. And then uh, Andrus Pete shoots up to the second level. But the key block in this one is, is really thrown by none other than Marquez Calloway. He ends up meeting his defender straight up north-south and then ends up turning his body and the defender's body to get his body out toward his back to the sideline, essentially, so that he ends up closing off all of that land in between uh, in, in between himself and Teron Armstead. So Ty Montgomery just has this clear path between the two of them on the outside. Montgomery hits that corner, turns the corner quickly to get north and south, gets down the left sideline for a 36-yard game. Hey, it ain't a touchdown, but it is a beautifully executed play. 
And then finally, you know what it is. It's all six of Alvin Kamara's Christmas Day touchdowns. Like I said, we, were gonna, we weren't going to play by the rules entirely here. It starts off with a big 40-yarder that kicked it all off. And then you get five additional rushing touchdowns all in the red zone. On the fifth one, probably being my favorite because he's got about six yards to cover and he breaks like four tackles on his way into the end zone. He was getting that fifth touchdown and then he ends up getting the sixth. He's counting to the camera. He's doing snow angels. He's got green and red shoes on and you get an NFL record. What more could you ask for on Christmas Day with that big 50 burger type of win up against the Minnesota Vikings against all teams as well. So a uh, great game by Alvin Kamara, great game by the Saints offensive line, and a great game, of course, by the Saints run game in that one, totaling up seven total touchdowns in that contest. All right, you always love when we're able to close out on something fun, but you know, we always have fun here on Locked on Saints. We're back for more fun tomorrow. It's free agency Friday, so we'll talk about some of these new names that have hit the market. Anybody of interest to the New Orleans Saints? We'll take a look at that. My good friend Matty Hudak is going to come through from Canal Street Chronicles and Believe in Saints to talk about a little bit more of an outside-the-box approach to the Saints trading for Russell Wilson. And then, of course, we'll get to your questions from the Locked on Saints Facebook group, which we'll do live over at the Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com slash group slash Locked on Saints. We'll do that Thursday night after I'm done with my live stream over at Hudak Confessional. So we'll have a fun time on Friday. So don't miss it. Make sure you check us out and subscribe so you don't miss a single show as we continue on here throughout the offseason. Thank you, everybody. As always, I mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and Trust to That Nation. I'll holla at you.